thanks for watching and listening to VIP Boxing's Bell to Bell podcast. I think we're on about 129. I think we're on, who knows, but we, we, it's a lot. Um, you know where to see us, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, leave a review. You know me, Steve Lillis, and you know the fella at the bottom of your screen, John Evans. He's he's in a jumper or sweat top tonight. He's usually like flashing off some fight or someone he gets paid to advertise things for. But John, you you're looking you're looking well, no branding tonight. It must be because you're the you're the UK correspondent of the boxing scene now. That's what it is, mate. Gone up in the world, haven't I? Gone up in Gone the up, world. Mate. Hey, just I think, guess just think we've got some people who've spent nearly 66 hours of a life listening to us. I know, they're brave, <laughs> aren't they? That's what it is. They're brave. They're brave. And I tell you what, I'll guess tonight he isn't brave, but he's a really good trainer. And one day he's going to get that fight out that every trainer dreams of getting. You know, it's amazing that because you get a good you don't no one recognizes trainers, so they get great fighters. This fella has plenty of good, good fighters, but doesn't get the attention that others get. And I mean that, not because I know him well anyway, but it's Alex Matvienko. Thank you very much. Thank you. How are you anyway? You okay, Alex? Yeah, it's been a busy day. It's like we're recording now at half past nine nearly. It's been a very busy day at the gym from from eight o'clock this morning. Well, I trained myself about seven and starting proper around nine o'clock and we've just been all day, like you say, sparring. Jimmy Jimmy, uh, first over, sparring for his big fight on Steppy Bullshaw. Um, we just it's been non stop. We've got sparring tomorrow. Mark Leach is over. Um, Laurent Harrison, I've got my uh, African Taiwu sparring all oh, my industry, and it's just it's constant, mate. Constant. Yeah. Just going off yeah. your fighters, have you of all the fighters you've had come through your gym? No, so, not all of them. No, no, all them they even spar, you know, you're. Your, your place is a place where everyone seems to converge to sparring. Of all the, yeah. I'm not going to talk about best fighters, but of all the fighters that have come to your gym to spar, is there been a nicer fella than Jimmy the Fist or Jimmy First? No, 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 no. I think Jimmy, it's not just how nice he is, he's just such a role model, a mentor. Yeah. You know, and he is saying, like, age is just a number. He's 42 now. You know, I think he turned professional at 37. And, um, you know, he, he's just happy. He's just a happy guy. And, um, yeah, he's a brilliant guy. I love having him in the gym. He's been doing quite a lot of sparring. We've got a lot of guys similar to Sylvester, who's fighting. I forgot his name. Is it Sylvester Martin? Or... Yeah, yeah, I know the guy you mean, yeah. Yeah, so he's a, a is slick, he one of slippery Steffi guy. fighters, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, he's slick. And so we've had him sparring. We've got a young kid called Joe Peel, who's very good. We've got a lad called Aaron Hayden, who's an undefeated pro. Um, and, and he's been, yeah, it's been great. Been great having him over. Yeah, we must get him on this one week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, Alex, how does a gym like become a hub of sparring where everyone is it because it's bang in the middle or is it? Does yeah, it I, I think, get a reputation where it's just the right place to. How, how does it work that? I think it's a bit of both. I think obviously the location's got to be good because we're in the middle. You know, sometimes I've had people from Scotland contacting me. And they're fighting a guy from London, and I've had them contact me. Like I had Hamza Shiraz contacting me for against a Scottish southpaw. I forgot his name. Um, Hamza beat him, I think, in one round. They were both asking for sparring because they had guys like each of them. Um, yeah. And I think it's location. Been location is a big one, and we've got guys and girls like Cindy and stuff at all weights. So we have people from flyweight right up till heavyweight. We've got Kev Mazricka who had his debut on the VIP yeah. last week. So, yeah, we, we've got everything. Yeah, I'll get up next week and watch. 
Yeah, welcome anytime. Fellas, we'll do, we'll do, we'll, John's up to your gym next week. Put him in the ring and we'll see how he can... Uh... I've, been in the, I've been in the ring at Matt. Oh, right. Whoa, whoa, easy. Easy, John. Easy on me. I was in, I was in the ring oh, with look at, the, look at that finger put. Easy. I apologise, John. <laughs> Flatley and... Um, oh, who's the fast kid? Alex, who's, who's... I've not seen him for a bit. Osman. Osman. Was it Ozzy? Uh, Osman Aslan. Good yeah. fighter. Good I'll fighter. take that all back, John. Hey. Well, I'd say, well, we've got a couple topics on Joe Joyce tonight, and Alex is going to start us off this week. Have you got your clock and everything, John? Yeah, all ready to go. And uh, over to you, Mr. Matt Vienko, Joe Joyce. Well, I think the heavyweights, who can't, you can't do a topic really without the heavyweights. Joe Joyce was a big heavyweight that I was really enjoying watching come through, fighting Brian Jennings and everyone. And then um, he seemed to hit this stumbling block of this big southpaw. Um, is he from China, Zhang? Zhang, yeah. China. Yeah, and, and, you know, he, he seems to have his, you know, has Joyce grown old overnight or has he got his sort of number? Um, you know, you're hearing people, like, say, you know, he should retire. And then, obviously, there'll be other people saying, you know, he's just got his number or, I mean, what's everyone's verdicts on it? For me... I do love George Joyce, but he hasn't, and especially in the rematch, he didn't look as confident. And when he was getting it, he was getting shut like the first fight, but this one was over with earlier. Um, and I just love the heavyweights. I love talking about the heavyweights, but I'd love to hear what you two feel about that as well. You know, well, we're going to talk about Joe again in, in the second round about what's been said about him. But um, right. I just think that, and this is just me, I, I, loved, I love the juggernaut, as does John. I just think, he, you know, he's had that great chin over the years and it's something you always say, if you had an oak tree in your back garden and you yeah. went out every Sunday for five years and whacked it for an hour, it would eventually fall. And I think yeah. that is what it is with Joe. And I, I've been a firm believer since early in his career, and I, and I don't mean this derogatory to him in any sense, he's been brilliant, um, that he's one of those fighters, once the chin gives way, we wouldn't see Joe Joyce maybe even, you know, win another fight at any sort of level. I'd love to be wrong. And I'm not being cruel to Joe there, I don't think. John? Yeah. No, no. It's such an alarming drop-off, isn't it? That's the that's the worrying thing, really. You know, he, some of, we were at ringside where you were there when he fought Joe Parker and it was crazy yeah, what he was walking part. through. Never yeah. took a backward step. Yeah. It, it was ridiculous. For full, full-blooded punches just bouncing off his head. Yeah. Zang has hurt him nearly every time he's yeah. hit him. Yeah. And it, it's not it's not been a surprise shot, has it? It's been a straight left hand from a southpaw. Yeah. Now, it, it's stuff you should have been preparing for. It's stuff you can see coming. Yeah. But it's not made a slight bit of difference. He's, he got hurt every single time he got touched on Saturday. It made me think, it makes me think of David Price and Tony Thompson. Yeah. It, it, it just reminds me of this scenario David Price being built up and then all of a sudden fight Sonny Thompson then bang I think it were two losses was it was it two I'm sure he yeah, went back, back to back, back to back yeah you no know, yeah and it just reminds me of it and you know will he be the same you know it's a shame sure. isn't it as well because everyone can bang at that weight I know you get yeah. some people who've yeah. not got as many knockouts but an 18 stone fella if you're an easy target then uh, yeah. Well, round yeah. round two. Sorry, John, you finish. No, no, it's time. Yeah, round two. Um, yeah, about um, the keyboard bravery. I'd like to call this round about about Joe. And you know what? 
well, I was um, I was at the Liverpool show, the VIP show Saturday. He managed to watch it on a train on the way home, the fight. And um, I just, and I was, was a, my wife picked up the station, so I'm flicking through Twitter on the way, on the drive back from the station. And the abuse that Joyce was getting, I think is as bad as anything I've seen. You know, he's shit. He's never been any good. We're talking, we're talking. One of Britain's most successful ever amateurs. Not saying he was the best, most successful. An Olympic silver should have been gold. I think he got a world bronze, a Euro silver or bronze, a gold at the European Games. And as a professional, the win over Dubois when he was an underdog, where he wouldn't be denied. And I'll go back to that Joe Parker fight um, when he walked through everything. One of the best heavyweight fights you see. And I remember after that fight, I was leaving the venue with my eldest daughter. I bumped into you, Alex, with Tom. Yeah. And you were absolutely buzzing. And it reminded you of an 80s heavyweight fight. Yeah. To me, that Joe Joyce has been involved in them. That's most probably the greatest yeah. tribute you can give him. That he's yeah. been in a heavyweight fight that belonged in the 80s. Yeah. And I just think the abuse he got Saturday was so, so, so low. Yeah. I don't right, like reading, yeah. I don't like reading stuff like that, and they should somehow be banned. But unfortunately, you've got these keyboard warriors, as you say, and people who think they should have an opinion. Who they, they shouldn't have this opinion. They shouldn't be able to put their opinion out there. To be honest, it's, it's ludicrous. Some of the stuff that that you read about these fighters. I love George. He's such a big, athletic guy. He can move both ways, punch both ways. He had a solid chin up until recently. I'm like I say, I'm not sure what happened, but. What what a legend and top amateur, as you say, as well. You know, how people can speak like that about him, it's just sad to read. John? If, if there's one person who shouldn't get a slagging off, it's Joe Joyce. Yeah, because yeah, think of the effort and the determination and the desire it's taken for him to get as far as he's got with that style in the toughest division. Yeah. Uh, God, if, if you're going to slag anyone off, Slag someone who's had all the talent in the world and let it slip because they couldn't be asked. Not Joe Joyce, who's put his absolute heart and soul into it for every minute he's tried. No, I agree. It's it's terrible. Yeah. The ter determination to get where he has is, is you said everything there, John, with that one word. Frightening. Yeah. But there'll have been fights when he's had hell in sparring, getting getting hurt off young kids. He's gone in the ring and just walked through it and got it done. And if you're going to criticise that. What you watch? Look at some of his wins, what he did to Dubois, look what he did to Parker, look yeah. what he did to these guys coming up. And yeah. now all of a sudden they can just speak so poor about him. It. I mean, it's just mad. I just, it it's something I'm quite against. Yeah. Right, round three, John, a, um, a surprise world title challenger this weekend you want to discuss? Yeah, someone we'll all know. Um, Jordan Thompson getting a surprise shot at uh, Jay Opatai, who's he's not just the title holder, he's the best in the world. Cruiserweight after he beat up Breedis with a broken jaw as well, a snap jaw. Massive, massive step up for Jordan. This, you know, Luke Watkins is probably the best name on his record, and Luke's probably shop one. But as I say, we'll all know Jordan, and he's the most incredible athlete I've ever seen. Phenomenal fitness, speed, power, ridiculous self belief. He's 30 now. I just hope he's not left it too long to go to Tony Sims and get everything put together because the raw materials Jordan Thompson's got are, are ridiculous. Absolutely insane. Um, fingers crossed he can do it. You know, he's going to go in there. He's not. I don't think Jordan's the type to die wondering. He's going to let his hands go. He's going to have a do. I just wonder if Oppertime might be a bit tough, but 
Yeah, your memories of jo- your thoughts on Jordan, what you know about him, and whether he can do it. Yeah. Well, Alex, you go first because your your people want to hear you more than me. Well, he's uh, he's come through the sort of unlicensed yeah. route, didn't he? He come through the white collar, which I always think is quite. You know, people say, "Oh, you know, he's not gone the 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 right route," you know, and that have the fundamentals. But look what he's challenging for. I remember when we got Luke Blackledge, and Luke had done the same. He come through the white collar. People, and he just got beat by Rocky and I did the corner with Oliver for Rocky and he come to my gym after and said, would you train me? And we trained him up and obviously went to win the Commonwealth and defend it and stuff. And I like these sort of stories where they come from the white collar and, you know, they're all up against it. And now this guy's going in against the best in the world at his weight. You know, it's unbelievable from fighting in Ermston on some social club show on some white collar boxing to fighting... This guy who you said he is a quite an incredible opponent, you know, and it's a tough ask. But how athletic he is, he hits hard. He's a bit like a wilder in the cruiserweight. Yeah. He punches. He's a puncher. So yeah. it's exciting. It's exciting whenever you get a puncher in the ring. Yeah, it's incredible. I think has there been, uh, you know, a more, a more unlikely British world title challenger? See, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go back since, I mean, it's me thinking just aloud now, not looking... That someone like I know he had a much, he's got a much better record when Howard Clark went to Madison Square oh, Garden. Say, Fernando, yeah, has there been has there been a more unlikely challenger? He was a tennis player, family steeped in sporting. He had a handful of unlicensed fights. One of the guys that whose name escapes me, who used to do this, who does boxing security a lot for Frank Warren, he persuaded him to he told him he should give the pro game a go. Beat five, I think he's beat about five men with winning records, and here he is fighting a guy who's beaten one of the best cruiserweights of the last 15, 20 years. It's, it's just yeah. an unlikely story. I can't make a case for him winning, by the way, but wouldn't it be good if I was mightily wrong? Well, yeah. well and if you can access good. You know, you get some people who come through the white halls and it's all effort and determination. And we get the Jordan, it frustrates the life out of me because I saw him eight or nine years ago running up the Jutland Street Hill in Manchester oh, yeah. Centre. Yeah. And that fellow was bouncing up it singing. It, it was it's crazy. The raw materials he's got, if someone could have just got hold of him and spent time getting him together, I think we'd have had a hell of a fight. I I just hope he's got that one night in him where he can do it and who knows. That's how it's so. yeah. Round four now and uh, Alex, small hall boxing. Well, small hall boxing is quite an interesting one. I think you said you'd agree yourself. I'm sure we'd all agree. Um I just find it quite frustrating. Um it seems to be it's getting harder for the small hall. It's not only the climate that we live in, the, the sort of like everyone's struggling, you know, um, the cost of living and everything else. So you've got the fighters battling against that. Then you've got the fighters' medicals getting even harder than they ever were. They're a lot harder than when I was boxing. The medicals are incredibly hard. So you, I might have three guys ready to uh, fight on a show and all of a sudden a medical discrepancy comes up. And, and sometimes, yeah, medicals are important, but sometimes it's a bit irrelevant what's coming up. It's like it's not needed. It's getting tough for that. It's getting tough with the venues. Venues are charging more money. It's just so tough. And you go on social media, you see everyone backing all the big names and everyone gets behind all the big fighters. But there's some great small old classics. I remember some cracking fights with like, all, all like Martin Granger with Mike Stafford and Cal Dilts with these guys and all these, you know, uh, Drago, Paul Drago with Lewis Cuddy, 
you know, oh, yeah, and, and there's so many small old classics, and then it's getting the fans behind it. And obviously, in the old, in the yesteryears, you know, everyone would go to Bellevue or everywhere and just get behind the boxing and, and watch it. But these days, fighters are struggling to sell 40 tickets. I know. You know, and then you've got the promoters pulling their hair out. It's just small old boxing is, it, it just needs a little bit more look in a way, really. Yeah. Um, it- I don't know. It's just a, it's a wild place to oh, be. I'm, I'm, as you know, I'm working in it pretty much full time now. The smalls making matches, and I just don't know how it's surviving. Um, in a lot of ways, like the book, all the licenses for every fighters, managers, promoters has doubled. They even sent a thing out the board the other week where timekeepers' fees doubled. They're paid two hundred and fifty quid a show to ring a bell. Two and a half hundred to ring a bell. It's, it's incredible. Don't tell everyone that. Everyone will be doing it. Yeah. I just don't know. I don't know where it's going. I mean, this week, but there's so many people putting their arse. You promote um, with Steve, Alex. You know, you've had financial investment in it. It's just so hard. And this week, for example, must be lunatics. This weekend, over Saturday and Sunday, there's eight shows in England. I think there's two on Friday, two on Thursday. It's just unbelievable. Um, where it's uh, and I, I and I just don't know where it can go because it's it's harder for the fighters to sell. It's it's more expensive for promoters, and you know you just wonder where where it's going to get that bit of luck and pick up again to what it was. I, I've I've got no answer to it, but I, I do worry where it's going. The small holes and I fear I for the kids. Yeah, yeah. I took two hundred and fifty quid. I've got my bell. Apply for a license, mate. Don't get one of them seconds license. Don't get a matchmaker's one or a manager's one. Get yourself a timekeeper. Put a monkey suit on and go to Bolt or go to these shows Woody does every week and ring a bell every three minutes. And get the best seat in the house. Oh, no. But uh, if people listening to this, we don't go to the small holes. More and more on the big... On the big arena shows, now it's all one-sided. We build them for the home fighters to win until we get into a big title level. You go to the small halls, the actual fights are picking up, aren't we? We've seen some good fights. And you were just pulling, rhyming off some names then. A couple of small hall heroes I've had. Uh, Adam Ishmael, who was never in a yeah. good fight until he got to area title. And it was World War Three every time. Andy Colquhoun. Yeah. 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 And trying to come back now, yeah. The Rock Ferry Apostle, Wayne Adonai, for yeah. Carl Dilks. He was yeah. due to be yeah. come back next week, the what the yeah. Rock Ferry Apostle. He's got a rib injury. He's coming back at 40. Yeah. He's not fought for 10 years, the Rock Ferry Apostle. He's coming yeah. back, but he's got a rib problem. Oh, he's been cleared everything. Yeah. Had all his scans. Anyway, round five. That um, I don't know if any of you... Did you guys see the Channel 4 News report the other day? Yeah. Right, just want to get your take on it. The accusations of racism. Now, there's a lot of faults with a British boxing border control. You know, I've mentioned some of them, the, how they've increased licenses, how certain promoters get foreigners let in and others don't. Like, how did that guy Yards get in the other night? I said that last Thursday when I saw who the opponent was. But anyway, I just think anyone, that report the other night was so balanced against them on Channel 4, it, it was unreal. Roxana Begum was called up like a lot of people do when they lose their first, or well, have a bad start to their career. Yeah to get a warning by the board. It was nothing to do with her religion. Uh, Ian John Lewis, people have seen his scorecards and some of his refereeing. You make your own mind up what you think. And Jeff Hines, who's a good, good guy. But even, you know, the thing with Jeff, where he dug up the board, putting his suspension on their website, that's an open website for anyone. You go on an area council notes on the website, 
You can see exactly who suspended referees, whoever. It won't tell you what they've done, but it will say suspended until this. You know, it tells you in there, you know, a boxer, boxer Oldham recently, he was suspended for, for six months. I'm not going to say him, go on there. And you find it. I just found, but the accusations of racism are so unfair on them. And, you know, people were digging out, you know, it's mainly white, the inspectors. It's very hard to get inspectors when it's a voluntary job. Hence, most of them are, you know, white, male and over 50. I just think that was that what Channel 4 did the other night. They just went in there to do an assassination job. And the sad thing is people in boxing realise that. But him, the man who watches Channel 4 News every night, will just think boxing's run by a load of old right-wing fascists. Yeah. I don't know. Did yeah. you see it, Alex? Did you have a... Yeah, any I watched it. it. And, and like you said, it's always worth knowing the detail. And the, the problem is with topics like any topic, people will only listen to that and then they'll make an assumption. But, you know, you've got to look at the whole detail. And as you say, some of the scorecards have been have been poor. With the boxer, you're going to get pulled in if you're losing several fights from your debut. You know, you're not going to... The board have certain rulings in effect where you're going to get pulled in and say, listen, you you know, you've lost these bouts. You know, you, as a home fight, you've been losing, so we're, we're going to have to bring you in. And then I think she gave a licence back. Yeah. So really, the board hadn't even stripped her, I don't think. But I they think... wouldn't have either. They were just giving her a ticking off that we're watching exactly. you. So like you say, you know, it's quite poor the way, but th that's the media for you. You know, but it, it is sad, really. It was sad to watch. And like you say, all the volunteers... You know, it's, it's a tough thing to volunteer for because you've either got to be financially secure or retired, yeah. you know, and it, they're not easy to come by. The you know, it's, They have quite an hard job where they're driving all over the, you know, the northwest or wherever doing these check weigh-ins. So, like, like you say, it's just you've got to look at the detail. Yeah. Did you have an opinion on it, John? Did you see it? Yeah, I, I saw it. It's Without being involved on the inside of it, you don't, you know, you, you don't know if it does go on, but I thought the cases that we brought up were, were all pretty weak, to be honest. I mean, people listening to this, we're all three white fellas, aren't we? And yeah. we'll say, oh, what, what do they know? They're just saying it. But from whenever I've been around boxing, it's got it's the most inclusive sport. Absolutely. And it always be has been. I know I mean, it, it took women years to get accepted, which which was wrong. But look at the push they're getting now. And, yeah. Hey, but you see people of every colour, every size every religion in the gyms and it'll it, pretty much like football, but you know, Oh, how do you word it? It took a long time for black players to become really established in yeah. football. And it'll take a few more years for them to reach the age where they're becoming coaches and managers. I dare say in 15 years time, the best footballers got in the world. It doesn't matter what color you are. You'll be managing and same with boxing. I, I think it'll just work its way. I think it'll take a few years and eventually more women will be involved, more people of colour will be involved, and it'll it'll just work its way out. It's um I'm not on the inside, so I don't know the ins and outs, but hey. Yeah. Anyway, final round now. Interesting this one, John, because uh, you know what? I remember interviewing him when he first turned over with Frank Warren. You the subject is who is Ezra Taylor. And you know what? I'm guilty of that. And you're going to tell me, because I forgot all about him until last week when I looked at his record. I'm sorry no, I he was out know. again. God, what a, what a prospect. Well, not a prospect because he's 29 years old, but what a fighter he looked on Saturday. His first big test, he, he chose to fight Joel McIntyre, who's been a two-time champion. 
I thought the way the way Ezra Taylor went about fighting Joel McIntyre was fantastic. He he was loose, he wasn't uptight about it, he looked confident, he let both his hands go, he was fit, he was strong, he outboxed him and he stopped him with one second left. If that was any other prospect who was 22, you'd be raving over him saying, oh, this is the next big thing. It's the type of fight Yard should have had when he was on his way up all that time ago. We were crying out for him to fight people like Joel McIntyre. Well, Ezra Taylor did it in his eighth and ninth fight and couldn't have done it any more impressive. And he's just come from absolute nowhere. And he, he, like we were talking about the small holes, people like that can just emerge. And I, I, I know he's going to be in a rush now because of his age, but God, he looked a, he looked a great prospect. Yeah, he had one fight, I think, and then was signed for Frank Warren, and it's been pretty slow. And I didn't know till the other day when I saw his name on that sheet that it had four knockouts out of six. I think it's five out of seven now. Are you familiar, Alex? You know what? I, I know the name, and I think I watched his debut, um, and I heard about the Joel McIntyre win, which is a good win, you know, in his ninth bout, because obviously he's, he's a seasoned pro. You know, he's been around, he's been a third fighting championships, he's won English and stuff like that. So, but I didn't watch the fight. I heard about it and I've heard good things about him, but I haven't, I didn't actually catch the fight. I saw the Kane Gardner one, which, you know, I was rooting for Kane to win, but no, I missed that one. Yeah, I did miss it, but I've heard good things about him. Oh, he, yeah, he looked the part. And he, he, just for someone to come on the scene at that age and and not a qualm about it, you know, he, he knew what he was doing. You could see his confidence growing as the fight went on, letting his hands go more and more, being, you can tell his style, you know, he's quite relaxed, isn't he? Quite loose. I, and yeah, I'll look forward to seeing him again. And I think it'll be exciting because they can't hold him back. You know, if he's going to do anything, he's got to get a move on. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Ezra Taylor fight. Brilliant, John. Well, we've wrapped that up. We've flown through that. Um, anything to add, Alex, John, anything you want to say before we um, silence John for another and myself for another seven days and Alex till the next time he comes on in a couple of months? I just want to see people come and support Small Old Boxing. Don't forget about the, the small guys, the guys who went on your TVs and go and support some Small Old, whether you go to the Olympia, you go to Bolton, you go to Oldham Leisure Centre, you know, anywhere. Just go and support Small Old Boxing. These guys need you more than some of these big pay-per-view events and everything else. Go and, go and support your local boxing. Brilliant. John, thanks very much for this week, as always. Sorry we dragged you this late at night, John, to record oh, it, but Alex was busy at the it. gym. Thanks for giving us some time, Alex. Thanks, everyone, for watching, listening, whatever you're doing, and we'll see you all next week. We might get Jimmy the Fist on next week. Thank yeah. you very much. For all boxing, info, news, and latest interviews, amateur and pro, across and off, click and subscribe. VIP, boxing promotions. Also, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.